0: Exciting news, as Warner Brothers Discovery has unveiled their slate of Looneyverse content that will be arriving at San Diego Comic-Con this year, and we have our first review of King Tweety. So, of course, you realize this means podcast. Are you ready, eager young space cadets? Meep, meep. I am <laughs> the <laughs> <laughs> the kaboom? There was supposed to be an earth-shattering kaboom. Hello, and welcome to Of Course You Realize This Means Podcast. I'm your host, Jonathan Graves, and with me today is my lovely wife, Sabina Graves. Hi, Sabina. How are you?
1: Hi. I'm also the producer of this podcast, I think.
0: Yes. (laughs) Producer of This Means Podcast, as well as my lovely wife.
1: Awesome. (laughs) I'm doing swell
0: well Sabina thank you for joining me as we are breaking down all of this new and exciting news and announcements that we had over the course of the past couple of weeks from Warner Brothers and Discovery as well as you and I both watched King Tweety so we have our review coming now you're invited to a royally
1: loony movie event is someone here a, a long-lost member of the royal family? Hey, that's me! Meet the new royal family.
0: King Tweety! First of his name! <gasps> now this is for life! This
1: pillar? This birdbop? This plush carpet? Is for me? Being king is the greatest! Get, get him! Stop! That's my brother. And old royal problems. We'll just have to make sure this new king has an accident as well. Ah, my butt! I can't let Diego and his goons hurt Tweety. <laughs> huh? He won't survive the day. Away! Tat, isn't this amazing?
0: Hmm? <laughs> Huh? Don't miss the all-new King Tweety movie event. That was the trailer for King Tweety, and that is currently available everywhere you purchase DVDs, as well as movies on VOD. As uh, maybe it will be on streaming one day. We, we don't know, but I mean, I
1: hope so. The menu for it says an HBO Max original.
0: That is true. It does. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I,
1: I would hope it'll be there as well. But if you're a Looney Tunes fan and are very much into collecting physical media, it is an uh, addition to the collection that is needed to be added.
0: 100%. Sure. It is a modern take on these characters. And I feel that, Corrine Ingle, the director and producer and writer, really injects a new energy into these characters that we've never seen before, and they allow Tweety to be funny in new ways. We've never seen Tweety given this type of dialogue before, and so I think that's really funny, like, the repeating of, this is for me? Like, like um, it's, it's, it's <laughs> just a... Me? This is... <laughs> I love it.
1: Uh, I don't... I kind of disagree with you on that. I think that it... Um, Definitely fits the voice to me that um, Millennial and Gen Z have kind of given these characters uh, through their life on the web on sort of like the Internet that they have taken. You know, it's kind of just feels like it kind of springs out of that in those sensibilities in a way that really works so well because it shows how these characters are so timeless and can kind of, you know, evolve into different forms of comedic stylings for every generation so I I really appreciated that that voice and that sort of eccentricity and um kind of like you know I don't want to say it was meme-esque um I mean that's like a facet of it but I think it just just generally has a really fun irreverent Gen Z millennial tone to these characters that works really well so I I thought that was really cool.
0: Yeah, totally. And for the unfamiliar, uh, Corrine Ingle comes from Unikitty and Teen Titans Go. So there's this unique style that comes along with her work. And it's definitely injected here. You have, you know, new character design with Tweety, Sylvester, but also, you know, the, the new characters as well as Granny. And they have sharper edges. And, you know, um, I just had her on the show and she discussed how they reworked a little bit of the design of Tweety for this new edgy style. Uh, but she feels she didn't change it very much. Um, oh, we'll let you be the judge. But I I liked it. I, I thought it was fresh and unique and something that these characters need from time to time is a new creative mind behind them and, and it will propel them into, you know, reaching those generations that you're talking about. Now, I guess what, what's your general, uh, take or what's your general impression of the movie? Uh, seeing as a lot of people haven't seen this yet, but I want to give them, uh, without going into spoilers, just that your overall, uh, opinion, and then I'll give mine and, and then we'll go from there.
1: I love that it was so wacky and adorable at the same time. That was like my general takeaway from it. Um, you got to see these reimaginings of Granny and Tweety and Sylvester. I really liked the brotherhood between Tweety and Sylvester in this, that, you know, where you in the classic cartoons, you're just so used to seeing Sylvester like chase after Tweety in a way, but but this sort of, you know, expands on the bond they have as family in really clever ways yeah Um, granny is this like very capable wild and you know adventurous character that's so bold um she's
0: just ready to let loose in this yeah yeah yeah
1: It's, it's a lot of fun
0: and with that brotherly love comes a whole new dynamic with these characters and and that's what i mean like this isn't territory we've seen before and they really talk about being brothers and family in this and we even get to see like the history of Tweety and his family and it gets wild (laughs) without going into you know who exactly is a part of that family (laughs) um there are humans people uh but (laughs) it it just felt so unique and and I respect it for that take on it so overall would you uh say that this is a a worthy addition to any Looney Tune collection.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. It just you know definitely if you can track it down, buy it. I'm not as big as an enthusiast of Looney Tunes as Jonathan. However, I have like a really like just solid casual interest in the Looney Tunes, and this is this definitely wasn't something. Uh, not that there's been really anything that I've like had to sit through with you, <laughs> you know, just because. But um, I this was definitely my vibe in that it presented these characters in a way where you you don't necessarily feel like it's a kids movie, you don't feel like it's too adult. It is literally in this really cool space of just bonkers and um really entertaining. So, I would show this to just anyone who would want to watch some fun Looney Tunes content.
0: Yeah, I thought it was wholesome family fun, uh, but definitely in the Looney Tunes vein. You have caricatures in this. You you have you know they they bring in uh, celebrity in a way, and it's
1: there's something for everyone. Yeah, 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 and yeah, it and it,
0: does, it, yeah. it has it has some really funny, like really comedic, gag work in here that you don't see coming. And like that's I would watch
1: a series of this, like, if it was its own show.
0: That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm really it hoping reminds... this gets picked up. I know every time I come on
1: your podcast, I bring up my fandom, which is generally, like, Disney. Um, but it made me feel like it was sort of, like, how they reimagined and Dale in Park Life. Yeah. Where it's, like, really just bananas and adorable. And... Um, for whatever reason, like, a lot of people generally don't, like, really, um, I mean, I don't want to, like, mislabel people like that, but, like, there, there, there seems to be, like, just a lot of, like, vocal randomness sometimes when these characters get really reimagined that, you know, it has some sort of, like, hesitance, uh, from, like, a, a, like, a vocal, like, regimen of fans, but,
0: I, I think you are speaking to everyone who watched the trailer for this movie, because uh, like no one was watching the trailer going, "Oh, that's something I got to watch." Like, <laughs> like this this trailer really rejected the idea of you know Tweety and Sylvester for a lot of people because of uh, how it was presented. Park Life did the same thing. Like, I remember watching Park Life, uh, the trailer for Park Life, and going, "Oh, that's not Chippendale." And then you watch the show and it is Chippendale and they've just reworked it a bit. And, but the, but the characters remain true yeah. and that's, that's the, that's the secret sauce. Like you, you present it in a new way, but it's the same familiarity with the characters in, underneath that new design, I yeah. think. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree. And that's a good, that's a good, uh, recommendation for our listeners to, uh, Park life. I don't know if uh... <laughs>
1: I'm sorry coming here. <laughs> and I just like pedal, pedal Disney. I'm totally not a Disney adult.
0: Well, th- there are certain Disney properties now that don't feel Disney, and that's one of them. <laughs> like it's, I think it's made in France, and so it has like a unique texture to it, as does this. And so yeah, um...
1: I think it's because they take they make really awesome unsafe choices for these characters right that um get these risks taken on and and like you know i i hope we get to see more of this sort of style with the characters cuz it's just a lot of fun like it's streaming there there can be so much content we get just too many content you know like i i saw a trailer for um, a film version, not a film version, but a film continuation of a recent uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles uh, animated show that I am not as familiar with. You probably are more familiar with it than I am. Uh, but when I was, you know, building the article around it, I saw a lot of comments in, in like the, you know, in the comment section for this YouTube trailer where people were just rejecting it from the shape of the turtles' heads. Mm-hmm. And I was like, but it's still the turtles. <laughs> um, so it just, it's wild out there. There's something for everyone. And, you know, like let's not gatekeep these awesome characters that can take on various variant forms.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I, I don't want to gatekeep this movie at all because this movie needs to be seen by everybody. Uh, but King Tweety is definitely for the fans of the character. Uh, it was... Obviously made for a tie-in for the 80th anniversary, which we're celebrating this year, for the character, uh, which was debuted in A Tale of Two Kitties back in 1942. And I feel like a lot of the sensibilities that Tweety had back then are still true here. And we get an all-new cast of characters that are voiced by some of the best in the business, uh, John Daly voices Diego the dog. You have Dana De as Isa, Ricky Lindholm as Beep Beep, Candy Milo as Granny. You know, and the star and the connective link between the Turtles movie you just and you just talked about and this Eric Bauza, uh, who plays Splinter in that Turtles movie, yes. is voicing Sylvester Tweety for the first time, uh, voicing Sylvester in uh, in something and. I thought he did a really great job here. It's known that Sylvester the cat was the closest to Mel Blake's resting voice as, you know, uh, through, through the whole Looney Tunes lexicon. And you really feel like Eric did his homework and like, it, it sounds like what a continuation of Mel's Sylvester would be. Like, it's really close to that. And, um, I just, I, I, I really enjoy whenever he voices these characters. And then you have Flew LeBorg on this, you have Reggie Davis, um, Maya Lynn Robinson, uh, Nicole Thurman. Like th- there's so much richness uh, in the voicing of these characters that it, it really leaps off the screen. And as I mentioned to Kareen, uh, I wanted to see this on a theater screen. Like I wanted to see this in a theater uh, because of the the vastness of the characters but also the richness of the sound and the, the quality of the voices and also we have re- some really great songs and
1: and tweety goes to a lot of places yeah the best, you know because tweety's i mean correct me if i'm wrong tweety's usually in a very much enclosed space at granny's and like has
0: he is when he's not in a movie uh so this is his second movie and his first movie was an adaptation of Around the World in Eighty Days. Okay. So he got to go to a, a whole bunch of different locales in that. But yeah, uh you get a whole new, you know, um layout for, for Tweety to uh t- to dive into and to be a part of and and uh Florbo. Florbo steals the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, um i really like this movie I, th- I think there's a really great balance that's made between you know a, a kid's movie as well as a, a family-friendly movie and this hits it and there's this is a
1: good animated movie yeah like, I, was, I didn't feel like these characters were geared necessarily for any specific sort of audience you know there were there were references to like human characters that like I was like I'm too young for (laughs) you know um and I had to like ask you about one of them because you watched a show that they were also fictionalized in you know so um that there's that and it just you know, like, I I think, you know, I'd like to see more King Tweety adventures, to be honest.
0: <laughs> I know, it would be nice. I really liked how the characters had the phonetic reading of a word. So let's say a dog had to bark, he would say bark <laughs> instead of the actual word of, you know, or the actual sound of, woof. I, I just, I thought that added to the overall feel of the world. And seeing Awuga as a relative of Tweety, I thought just made sense in this world. And having her be the preceding queen over the Canary Island, I thought was really fun and intuitive and a great evolution of her character. Uh, so, yeah, I I had fun with this. And, I mean, there, there's Back to the Future references. There's Barbarella references. Um, as I spoke about in my interview with Kareen. And if you haven't listened to that, I highly recommend it. It was a celebration of the character in a lot of ways, uh, but it never lost sight of who Tweety is and just just the way that Tweety presents himself and the camaraderie between Sylvester and Tweety in this, I thought was really strong and something that I would like to go back to and rewatch. And I I had a lot of fun with this and I thought the characters all uh, were... Extremely well thought out and really fun characters to go along this journey with. Even down to the side characters of like cops that are tracking Sylvester and Granny. uh, Whenever they are going to rescue Tweety, they are on Sylvester's tail because they thought he was the one that killed Tweety. And so they are in pursuit and there are bricks flying off of the tops of roofs and smashing one cop and he's you know reacting and then it smashes the the female cop and she's like brushes it right off and it's no big deal. It's, it, there's little nuances here that I thought were really fun in a overall really strong Looney Tunes movie. And I wish we would get more of these and it sounds like we're going to get more. Looney Tunes movies that is not King Tweety movies <laughs> cuz that would be that would just be awesome, but I I don't think we have any more in the pipeline. Again, uh, I would like to have more as, you know, Sabine and I were saying, I I would like to see more in this world, but you know, we'll, we'll take what we can get. Well, I don't want to go into spoilers. I don't want to spoil it for anybody. I would just recommend, we both recommend it. And if you can find it, uh, go ahead and give it a rent or buy, on vod it's on amazon it's everywhere it's everywhere make all the gifts <laughs> and make all the gifts and uh let us know I what you need think to
1: like i need the for me like <laughs>
0: gifts, <laughs> <so whatever. laughs>
1: i go to comic con or something i check it to my hotel room I'm like this hotel room is for me exactly i love it
0: i did want to mention the Looney Tune, the larger Looney Tune franchise cameos in this. Uh, And there are a couple, and they really surprised me. We had Nasty Canasta as a hot dog vendor in New York. Uh, He's from Drip Along Daffy. He's the antagonist against Daffy Duck. And then we had Doris Standpipe and Dan Backslide from the Dover Boys. And the funny note there is... I'm
1: just nodding like I, I know what you're talking about. I absolutely have no idea what you're talking about.
0: Well, these are beloved... Looney Tunes shorts and characters and it's really rare for them to make appearances. So Hot it's, it's really cool. <laughs> so the Dover Boys was a 1942 short directed by Chuck Jones uh, and Drip Along Daffy was a 1951 short directed by Chuck Jones as well. And the, the fun fact uh, with the Dover Boys is that uh, Tom, Dick, and Larry have cameoed numerous times in Animaniacs and Wacko's Wish uh, in a scene in Futurama at the beginning with a short clip. Uh they were in the stands in the sp- 1996 Space Jam. As well as they were in the MCU in a cameo on the television in Agent Carter. Why? In the TV series, yeah. But Dan Backslide and Dora Stanpipe have never cameoed outside of the Dover Boys. So this is a first for both of them. And their cameo is really funny. And I don't want to give it away. So go watch <laughs> the movie and then report back if you have seen it. Uh, definitely give me your thoughts on either the uh, Instagram post under this or uh, just on the on the Podbean page. Just let me know what you think. All right. Um, Did you have any other things to say about King Tweety?
1: This movie is for me.
0: It's for everybody. <laughs> All right, so we are now ready to enter the Looneyverse with an all-new slate of Looney Tune properties that are coming to San Diego Comic-Con this year. And they include Bugs Bunny Builders, which we just got uh, a look at for the intro, uh, which will be on Cartoonito. And then it will be on HBO Max shortly after. I
1: love the name of Cartoonito. It sounds like Mm. a Mexican child's name. (laughs) Like, the little brother's name was Carlito, and I was like, Cartoonito. And I'm like,
0: yes. (laughs) (laughs) And, yeah, so it's for preschoolers, but it's going to teach them how to learn, how to build friendships, and, you know, all the... All the really nice things that Mickey Mouse has been teaching kids for decades, Bugs Bunny is now going to be entering that foray, and uh, we're going to see a lot more of that, so I'm excited, and uh, Lola's a part of that, uh, Daffy, and Tweety, and Sylvester, and everybody. supervisor behind Bugs Bunny Builders is Abe Outish, who will also be at San Diego Comic-Con and Bugs Bunny Builders is going to be released on Cartoon e on July 25th followed by an HBO Max release so I am greatly looking forward to this and every every piece that comes out is so full of energy and new songs and the characters are you know being presented to this younger audience, I think in the best way and they're learning through them. And I just think that's great.
1: Trying to cash in on that toddler merchandise. There's a lot of two-year-olds right now.
0: (laughs) Indeed. And then we have a look at some more HBO max cartoons from Looney tunes cartoons. There's going to be a new season. So we're going to have new shorts and from the people that have been on the podcast, specifically Joey Caps, he has said that his favorites have yet to air. So maybe we'll get a look at some of his favorites that are coming up. I don't know.
1: That'd be really awesome. I can't wait to see more just disturbing, like completely cuckoo animation. It's great.
0: They're really covering all bounds. You have the preschool side of Looney Tunes, you have King Tweety giving you family friendly, and then you have Looney Tunes cartoons just being very interesting. (laughs) (laughs) But in the best ways, last but not least, we will get our first look at the Tiny Toons Luniversity, which is going to be produced by Steven Spielberg once again, and it will be a continuation of the classic characters Buster Bunny, Babs Bunny, no relation, uh, Hampton and Plucky, and we're going to see their adventures continue as they enter college. So I'm really excited about that, and I'm really excited to see what that project is going to look like going forward. So that will be through Amblin television in association with Warner Brothers Animation. Sabina, what do you think?
1: I'm excited for anything Amblin. I'm only just concerned that this is like Rugrats all grown up. So it might be like a weird transition, Um, but I'll watch it. Steven Spielberg is on board. So yes.
0: Yeah. I cannot wait for this panel. And it also says bonus surprises. For this panel, bonus surprises could only mean, in my mind, one thing.
1: Oh, John Cena.
0: John Cena! Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I, I honestly didn't know if you were doing the John Cena. I know, I, I really don't know it. It sounded really weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't see it.
0: John Cena showing up to this panel would be the icing on the cake, especially if they're going to sh- give us a quick teaser of the Wiley e. Coyote versus Acme movie.
1: I mean, maybe, although I feel like while well, Warner Brothers hasn't officially announced um, a Warner Brothers Pictures panel. I think it would fit in a Warner Brothers Pictures panel over a just Looney Tunes panel. Because if you're going to bring out John Cena, that's that's a Hall H sort of thing.
0: That's true. But I feel like this is my Hall H. <laughs> this is my big one. Okay, so further down the Looneyverse we go. We have a new announcement that HBO Max and Cartoon Network are going to be creating a brand new Looney Tunes panel musical movie this is the first ever musical in the franchise wild I know because the franchise is known to be copacetic with music and the fact that we haven't had a musical outside of like little you know shorts and little interstitials here and there um, obviously we had the music videos with the Looney Tunes show and we had What's Opera Doc and a few others but why haven't we ever had a movie musical is beyond me, but I'm so glad it's happening and it's happening right down the street. So it's going to be called Bye Bye Bunny, a play on Bye Bye Birdie. And it's going to have a screenplay (laughs) with a screenplay by and lyrics by Ariel Dumas. Uh, She is a writer on the Stephen Colbert show And the Late Late Show with Stephen Colbert. And also uh, music and orchestration by Pulitzer Prize, Tony, and Grammy winner Tom Kitt. So this has some really strong talent behind it. So far, that's all that's been announced. But I'm excited. And I cannot believe we're finally getting this. Oh, and also, friend of the podcast, Dave Alvarez, did some promo art for it, which is the only photo that's making the rounds. And it's got Bugs Bunny on stage and It looks great. Um, Oh, we also have a synopsis.
1: What's it about?
0: Well, I'll tell you. After starring in a long-running Looney Tunes Broadway smash production, an exhausted Bugs Bunny decides it's time to trade in sold-out shows for life as a regular rabbit. Ever the spotlight opportunist, Daffy Duck attempts to step into the lead role, but his star ambitions are quickly sidetracked, when he is kidnapped by an obsessive fan who has more sinister plans for her favorite stage duck. With his ticket to Broadway retirement in danger, Bug sets off on a rescue mission to find Daffy. And with the help of his Looney Tunes co-stars, hopefully his joy of performing again. Wow. Yeah. So it's going to have a lot of uh, musical numbers, but it's going to have a lot of like favorite faces from looney tunes franchise in this the director and supervising producer is veteran animator brandon jeffords who worked on vivo cloudy with a chant of meatballs and a few other hit animated movies as well as uh sam register who serves as executive producer so like there's nice. a lot of talent behind this and,
1: so underrated.
0: and i cannot wait for this movie and it, will it be three D? Will it be two D? I hope I hope it's two D. I hope it's two D too. Yeah. But 2. I really I really can't wait. Need I I need more information about this. I'm super excited.
1: I'm excited, you're excited. I'm excited too, but I, I can't wait to just see like a trailer and kind of get more of what what the tone is gonna be.
0: Yeah, I have one more quote. Uh, So Amy Friedman, head of kids and family programming over at Warner Brothers, said this. Bugs Bunny on Broadway? Yes, please. The musical gives off old Hollywood and Broadway vibes while offering a new modern way to sing along to this one-of-a-kind Looney Tunes movie with the whole family. I hope this goes to theaters. Warner Brothers, please put this in theaters. I
1: hope it has a Joker cameo.
0: (laughs) Um I mean the greater DC has cameoed in Space Jam so it's not out of the realm of possibility but I I I'm just so glad there's there's such a love for these characters in the current brass over at Warner Brothers and I hope that it continues with not only this movie but the the outpouring of love that hopefully Coyote versus Acme gets and it continues into more solo movies for these characters at large. Definitely. Go watch King Tweety. <laughs> Last but not least, uh, we also had a bunch of Bugs Bunny and Taz appearances. So there will also be a multiverses panel at Comic Con. Uh, this will be separate from the Looney Tunes panel. But Multiverses is a Super Smash Brothers-like brawler game with only WBIP in it. And so far, we have appearances of Bugs Bunny and Taz with, hopefully, many more to come. We had a trailer come out that had Arya Stark and Bugs Bunny team up and Harley Quinn and Taz team up.
1: What's up, Dunk?
0: Look out! Hey! Whoa! Noinks! You are the cutest
1: little guy! I'm calling you Slobber, because you look like your name might be Slobber! You're going to pay for attack and slobber! Whoa. I don't know what's happening here, but this looks like a job for... Superman.
0: All right, then. You're with me. So that was really fun to see. And then I love a, the
1: chaotic energy of those pairings; it's fantastic. It is,
0: and then a few of uh, the lucky people that got to sign up for the beta testing uh, were treated to an alpha test that went on for a week, where they actually got to play with these characters, and we got to see some of the actions. But not only that, you have Eric Bauza voicing Bugs Bunny, and you have Jim Cummings voicing. Uh, Taz here and they just have a love for these characters and you get new dialogue. Um, One of the really funny dialogue pieces I heard was um, after Bugs Bunny gets thrown around uh, by Taz, he goes, did somebody get the number on that tornado? (laughs) Uh, And then at the end of the match, he said that is one disheveled devil as (laughs) Taz had just lost and bugs had just won. So there are so many new lines that we get but also it's just a a celebration of these Warner Brothers IPs that I'm excited to see on display in this game because there's a lot of love that's that's being injected into it. But I I feel like you know as the game progresses and once it comes out it's going to it's going to surprise everybody and I I'm here for it. I can't wait for it. Uh Sabina you saw some of the gameplay. What did you think?
1: I enjoy watching the gameplay as a non-gamer <laughs> because, you know, you get to kind of see all the d- different little quips that each character has. I, I loved seeing my girl Harley yeah. um, on the game as well. And just uh, I-, I love Rain Dog. Is that their name?
0: Yeah, Raindog.
1: Raindog looks like her dog. And, and I would do anything for a Raindog stuffed animal. Like, I want one. So what other... Even though I have a living Raindog named Gus Gus.
0: <laughs> Rain Dog does look a lot like us. What other WBIP would you want to see in this game? Because there are rumors that Jim Carrey's The Mask will be appearing, as well as Beetlejuice.
1: Beetlejuice for sure yeah. would be amazing. Um I I need the cast of Our Flag Means Death on here like Blackbeard but he can actually turn into a kraken <laughs> and voiced by Taiko Waititi cuz I think he'd do it. Um
0: He would, would totally be do it. An
1: incredible addition to this game.
0: Yeah. Those uh, obsessed
1: are... with Our Flag Means Death. Our Flag Means Death kind of has like some Looney Tunes vibes, I would say, just in the sort of energy of some of the characters. Yeah. Um which is would be a completely other podcast. Complete other podcast if we
0: went down that, that. diversion. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, totally. Uh those are some wild suggestions, but I hope they come to pass. Uh Taika and anything is great. So, yeah. bring on Taika. And yeah, I I um I I don't know. I mean, peacemaker probably. From the new Suicide Squad. (laughs) That's that's intense. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's going to be intense. Harley's (laughs) in there, so. Yeah. So, yeah, there's there's a lot of possibilities. Oh, yeah. We can get Santa Claus up in here. Santa Claus. Yeah. Heck yeah. Frosty the Snowman. (laughs)
1: The Nun? Wait, isn't the Nun already in it?
0: No. But they might be. Like Annabelle. All the Conjuring characters. Yeah, Conjuring
1: Universe characters. Yeah, yeah. That'd be
0: great. Yeah. Pennywise. Yep. Let's just scare the kids. <laughs> <laughs> so far, there's no release date on multiverses, but keep it here because I will be updating you with all new information as it comes. All right. I think that does it for our Looneyverse, and I think that does it for our episode. Um, so again, to reiterate, uh, King Tweety is great. I would give it four out of five carats. Definitely worth checking out and available everywhere you can rent or buy movies. Uh, Sabina, where can people find you online?
1: People can find me online at Sabina has no R on Twitter and at going cool places on Instagram my writing uh, is also featured on io9.com, where I talk about all sorts of genre and themed destination news.
0: And Tweety. And Tweety. And you can go over to io9 and check out Sabina's write-up on Tweety, A Life in Pictures.
1: It was... A celebration of Tweety's life for his 80th birthday. The phrasing was just a little weird, and people just started retweeting my article saying, "Wow, I didn't know Tweety
0: died."
1: <laughs> Although there was an awful lot of like good riddance to this bird, and I was shocked.
0: I was shooketh. Yes, and
1: <laughs> you know, so- sorry to those people because uh, Tweety is thriving. They are a king.
0: Yeah. And- <laughs> And you can follow the 80 podcast 80 at something. This Means Podcast over at Facebook and Instagram, and OFC This Means Pod on Twitter. And please like, share, subscribe, and uh, send this podcast over to your favorite Tweety fan, and just you know let them know that there's a new movie out, and it's fun for the review. We appreciate all the support. And remember, that's not all, folks. Literally, that's not going to be all, folks, because there's a lot of content coming out, and I can't wait to watch it all.
1: (gasps) This whole fancy room is for Widow old me. It sure is. Only the best for his highness. This bed is for me. Yes. These clothes are for me? They are?